1: Hey you guys. This is Misty, and this is Lattes and Legends. This is episode 21, and I just wanted to say happy Sunday. Sunday afternoon. It's a beautiful fall-esque day where I am, so I'm loving it. Um, so this week, a lot of stuff happened. I feel like... The music world was kind of rocked by Robert Hunter's death. If you don't know who he is, I'm not sure if we can be friends. Um, He was the lyricist for The Grateful Dead, although he wrote many other fantastic songs. Um, But that was his main role in life. He was great friends with Jerry Garcia, and if you guys have not watched... Um, all the documentaries on The Grateful Dead that featured Robert Hunter. You should definitely check them out. If you're into that, if you're not, we can be friends too. Um, it's just one of my main influences for life as The Grateful Dead. So um, that was pretty sad. Also, another very tragic death came this week. Um, horror star Sid Haig. Haig. Um, And if you are not familiar with him, check out Rob Zombie's horror films and you'll um, see the best of him. So that was pretty depressing as well as far as it being close to Halloween and the time of year where the spookiness happens. So rest in peace to both of those fantastic men. Um, What else? It's National Coffee Day, and I'm drinking a vanilla latte in honor of National Coffee Day. This is actually the second one I've had today, probably because my husband and I are about to do Sober October, and so we're cutting out some of our vices for the month of October, which conveniently enough is the month of my birth, so that kind of sucks, but, you know, I'll get over it. So, I'm cutting out coffee, Mm, cutting out sweet pastry things on my walk to work every morning, cutting out sugar, cutting out pizza, eating out. So, yeah, it's going to be a month of me being super healthy and having no coffee. So, there's that. I did find a really good decaf chai tea that I like, so I think I'm going to roll with that and uh, see how I'm doing at the end of the month. Um, I think that's all I have for my week, I guess. Um, we have bar Why do I say we? It's I. I don't have a multiple personality that I know of. I am Excited about my new Twitter followers, Instagram followers, and just a lot of activity on um, Facebook and the website. So thank you again for that. So I'm sticking with Texas Urban Legends this week, Um, and I thought I was going to do two this week, but by the looks of all the research I did this morning, it looks like I'm doing one and a half-ish. I say one and a half-ish because you can't have one of these without the other. So I'm diving in to Martha Chapel Cemetery and Demon's Road. So I tune I turned to Texas Texasescapes.com. Weird USA dot com. Stormy night tales dot Kristen Williams. Kristen is spelled C-R-I-S-T-A-N dot com hauntedplaces.org. Um, author Lynn Gibson dot wordpress dot com and good old trusty Wikipedia. All right, so here we go. Martha Chapel Cemetery was built in the 1830s along with a church and is one of the oldest burial grounds in Walker County, East Texas. Martha's Chapel is a church community located about seven miles southwest of Huntsville, Texas in south-central Walker County. The area has been known by many names throughout its existence. It has been referred to as Johnson's Chapel, Trinity Church, as well as Robinson's Settlement. All right, so... The site is on. Oops, sorry, I lost my place. The site is on an unimproved road midway between Farm Roads 1374 and Farm Road 1791, also referred to as Bowden's Road, and in most recent years, Demon's Road. Mm-mm-mm. The Reverend Moses Spear came to Texas in about 1837 to participate in what is known as the Texas Mission of Methodist Episcopal Church South. The quote mission was to bring Methodism to the new Republic of Texas until Texas won its independence at the Battle of San Jacinto. No, that's totally wrong. In April of 1836, the official religion of Mexican Texas was Catholicism. In the preaching of other religions was strictly forbidden. So, Moses Spear wrote a circuit that included the towns of Montgomery and Huntsville. However, there were towns in early Texas at the time. He preached at local gatherings and homes and was revered as a good soul winner. William Robinson was a devout Methodist and gave 30 plus acres of land to the, quote, Texas mission to build a campground, church building, school, and also a cemetery. The William Robinson settlement was home to any preacher of any denomination, especially circuit writing ministers. Robinson had two son-in-laws who were Methodist circuit writing preachers, and the Methodist church was built on the land provided by Robinson It is believed to have been the first church constructed in Walker County. The church was initially built in the 1830s and eventually became known as Robinson Settlement. The church shared its building with other denominations as well. In 1840, let me see if this is right. Yeah, 1840, the Reverend Moses Spear became seriously ill while staying at the Robinson Settlement and he died. He was the first person buried in the cemetery where the first campground originally stood. Today, his grave can still be found with ease in the cemetery. So in 1843, the Fourth Texas Methodist Conference held its annual meeting here. Sometime after the conference, the local congregation adopted the name Trinity Church. In 1855, John C. Black donated 20 acres to the original Robinson Grant, and a new building was erected near the old church. The original log structure was then moved and turned into a barn. The designation of Martha's Chapel, possibly a ro- derived from one of the names of the first church members that was buried in the new church cemetery, Martha Palmer was the wife of church trustee Anthony C. Palmer and many believe that the cemetery is named after her. During the Civil War, attendance at Trinity Church declined. Reverend James G. Johnson had recently returned to Martha's Chapel in 1863 and he constructed a smaller building that was known for a while as Johnson's Chapel. The surrounding rural neighborhood also maintained a school. Um, Though so the bell only rang sporadically in the early years. In 1896, the Martha's Chapel School employed two teachers, and the schoolhouse remained as late as 1936, but closed shortly thereafter. By the 1990s, only the cemetery remained at the site. All the remains of the early pioneer settlement in Martha's Chapel Cemetery. Sorry, hmm, all that remains of this early pioneer settlement is Martha's Chapel Cemetery. You would think as much coffee as I've had today, I could get my words right, but clearly reading is hard for me. Okay, so back to our story. The cemetery sits beneath a cluster of old pines and cedars where the East Texas sunshine can only peer through from time to time. A stroll through a stroll among the old tombstones tells stories of the early settlers who left their mark on the area. Okay, so that is a little bit of a rundown of the chapel and the cemetery. So now we're going to go into Bowdoin Road, um, where it's located, which is better known today as Demons Road. So Demon's Road has a steady flow of reports regarding the experiences travelers claim to have while they're driving down this old road. People that wander down Demon's Road tell tales of disturbing encounters and an eerie feeling that sweeps over anyone who dares disrupt the spirits that are lingering down Demon's Road. The old road leads to the old cemetery known as Martha's Chapel Cemetery. So here's a little bit of history. Um, I touched on it a little bit, but this is just to um, keep you going. Oh, this is all the same, so never mind. Guys, my notes are all over the place. All right, so anyway, no history. You just got it. Martha's Chapel Cemetery screwed it up but that's what happens when my notes are sporadic and I've had too much coffee, which calls for water, I suppose. All right, so locals warn curious people who want to go down Demon's Road. Um, They tell people not to provoke the graves or the spirits. Um, and simply just keep your distance. So many of these warnings are spoken by people that have claimed to have had a spirit follow them home after being in the area. No, thank you. No, thank you. Here we go. So one of the earliest tales of the apparition of a young child with glowing eyes riding a tricycle along the road. By the cemetery um, he's been encountered numerous times and he's reported as you near that near him he just vanishes into the air sometimes he will slowly turn his head and with his glowing eyes intensely stare at you as if he's looking into your soul and then he goes away so you might be scared and it's very anticlimactic afterwards but that's kind of creepy anyway In 2001, a man named Bob, who lived in Houston, heard about Demon's Road, and he convinced a friend to go with him to see things for themselves. All right, let's pause right there. If you are my friend and you are listening to this podcast, and I was like, oh, let's do this thing. Let's go to this place called Demon's Road in Texas. Raise your hand if you would go with me. Yeah, I'll wait. Great. And raise your hand if you would say, Misty, you are fucking nutso. I'll wait. Super. So I can tell the number of hands that say I'm fucking nutso were larger than the hands that say, oh, I'll go with you, and I get that. And I appreciate that. I appreciate your support, one person that raised your hand. Um, So you guys that raised your hands for... Thinking of nuts, you're you're with definitely not with Bob's friend. You're in a class all your own, and you know, I think you're great still. All right, back to the story. So as Bob parked beside the cemetery, he saw that his friend had fallen asleep in the passenger seat. <laughs> great. It had been a long drive, so he didn't want to wake his friend up. Mm. So Bob got out of the car and went to explore on his own. Dude, not a good idea. You always wake your friend up. You never go by yourself. Have you never seen a scary movie? Your friend's going to (sighs) just... Whatever. Anyway, as Bob was walking around, he was reading the tombstones. He saw something moving on the grave next to where he was standing. As he watched, frozen in horror, a hand slowly began coming up through the ground. Within a few seconds, the whole arm was coming out of the ground and it began to grasp the air as if it was looking for something. The undead hand reached for Bob's pant leg and grabbed it, finally able to move Bob instinctively reached down and grabbed the hand to pull it away from his pants leg, but the hand released its grip on his pants and abruptly latched on to his wrist and began to pull him down into the ground. At that time, the friend just randomly shows up and began frantically pulling him away. With both of them pulling and jerking, Bob managed to get away from the clutching hand. After running a few yards to safety, Bob turned and looked at his friend, only to find he was nowhere to be found. Confused and terrified, Bob continued to run back to the safety of the car. As he opened the driver's seat, he saw his friend slumped over in the passenger seat, still fucking asleep. What? 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 Bob, stop eating chocolate mushrooms and going to the cemetery. Just saying. So Bob quickly started the car and spun away from the cemetery with dirt flying from his tires. As the car raced, the car went side to side. His friend fell toward him. He opened his eyes, but he didn't see anything. It was later determined that he had died from a heart attack hours later earlier. Apparently, he died on the drive down to Demon's Road. Um, huh. What the fuck? Bob. Okay, guys, I'm just, hmm. I'll let you sit with that for a second. All right, so here's another one. I don't know. Like, uh, that creeped me out. So in May of 2010, a woman reported the encounter her husband and their friends had while at the cemetery. She claimed they saw a man wandering through the cemetery one evening, but did not pay much attention to this man. A few days later, as the woman was getting into the shower, she turned around to close her shower curtain. And much to her surprise, they are in the bathroom was the man she saw wandering through the cemetery (sighs) what the man disappeared after she saw him and she reported that she hasn't seen him since For for real for real for real for real These stories are freaking me out and it's like three in the afternoon and I shouldn't be freaked out right now, but I'm in my office and it's freaking me out. Maybe I should go walk outside in the bright sunshine and not be freaked out. All right, here we go. According to another man's story, he and a buddy saw a hand coming out of the grave as well. Um, and... His friend was able, hold on, sorry, the hand started pulling on this man as well. His friend was able to pull him free, and the man turned to his friend who saved him and asked him if he was okay, but he noticed that someone was standing behind his friend. He darted towards his friend in an effort to protect him from whoever was behind him. Just before he reached his friend, the man behind him lifted his head and looked up at him. According to the man, this figure had been standing behind his friend, looked exactly like the friend who had been begging him to leave. When he turned to look at his real friend, he was not there. The man says he's bolted to the car and headed to it or bolted and headed to the car. He noticed handprints in the dust of the car. And the man said that as he climbed into the safety of his car, he realized that his friend was dead in the back seat. Um, guys, what? Alright, here we go. Here's another story. Except I can't. My computer is being really dumb. Alright, um, what are you doing? There we go. So witness r- witnesses report large handprints being left on their vehicles. Um, and some of those say um that it looks like something had grabbed at their car. Almost a hundred car owners found handprints on their vehicle during their encounters. Reports of mysterious red lights are also seen along Demon's Road and those who claim to have seen these lights say, um, hold on, those who claim to have seen the lights say the number of lights they see depends on the number of people in their car. One group of people had four in their car and they were leaving the road at 4am. Four red lights appeared out of nowhere. Suddenly, four handprints appeared on the trunk of the hood. Mm. Some say there's a cult uh, believed to be one of the KKK that has been spotted down Demon's Road that holds their some um, their ritual ceremonies here. Um, it has even been said that members of the cult have been seen drinking blood from a sacrificed animal. Mm. There's alleged that they were visited by apparitions of a young child with the glowing eyes riding his tricycle. A strange, faceless, threatening creature is also said to appear to some people. And uh, whatever form the spirits choose to reveal themselves in, the spirits have never been reported as anything less than hostile, terrifying, and frightening. Mm. Um, so yeah, let's discuss... That so, um, what do you guys think? Uh, there are some YouTube videos that I found. Um, I think you can just go to YouTube and search, um, Demons Road or Bowden Road, Huntsville, Texas, and those should be pulled up for you. Um, and just, uh, yeah, tell me what you think. That dude, I'm freaked out, I'm really freaked out right now. Those are some crazy ass stories. Um, So, really fast. This is kind of on the same wavelength as Creepy Things. Um, Let's talk about if anyone has seen the new It movie. Anybody see that? My husband and I watched it last night and I'm not really impressed by it. Some of the actors were not matched up well. Some of them were matched up incredibly well. I love Jessica Chastain. I love James McAvoy so very much, but I always need him with his accent. Um, yeah, so tell me what you think if you saw that. And I think that's all I've got for today. I will talk to you guys next week. Have a wonderful Sunday. Bye. Hold up.
0: What was that?